When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hilarious. Is this an Archie's comic? Who's hotter, Betty or Veronica? Oh, man. We can't sit here and talk about the hottest cartoon characters. I would, it's, 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 it's disturbing. John, by the way, has looked it up, drawing sexual arousal to cartoon characters. How about that? I think Rod would do a great interview with an expert on people attracted to cartoon characters. Not happening. It's a sports show. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Ah, that was quite the topic yesterday, wasn't it? Hello, you... Beautiful sports talk fans, welcome to the RP Show. We're coming at you on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, and YouTube Live. Maybe you're listening to the podcast. It is episode number 857 of your favorite daytime sports talk show. And man, oh man, have we got a lot to get it to. And uh, some curveballs going to be thrown at you here in the warm-up where we get to the quick six show topics in moments. We bring in, though, from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, Darren Moose DuPont. Uh, what's going on today, Merce? Uh, Merce, uh, that's an old <laughs> friend of mine, as you know. What's going on, Moose? How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm okay. Had to bring in the lemon tree off the step. I think it got to minus five last night, and it's not supposed to get out of the single digits this afternoon. So adjusting to Ooh. that, how are you? That uh, that sucks a big one. I'm not going to lie. I'll tell you how I am uh, today listening to the radio. I didn't I didn't plan to bring this up, but I will <laughs> listening to WQAM Miami sports leader. Uh, the low 72 Fahrenheit today, the high 87 Fahrenheit, very comfortable right around the high 20s and 30 Celsius. I was ripping down federal highway after my workout in the Jeep today. And I'm like, ah, life is so good. It's so good. But I was thinking about that weather update this summer that I still laugh about. Remember I told you, let's go to Darren with the weather up today, uh, weather update for State Farm. <clears throat> yeah, it's really hot. It's been hot for a long time, and it's going to be really hot for a long time. That's the weather report for State Farm Insurance. How about that? So, yeah, we're <laughs> out of that. It's fall here, and now we're just going to keep to the 80s degree Fahrenheit. So, yeah, it's good. Good to hear. Can we hit the quick six show horn, please, uh, Director Jordan? Uh, Interesting thing, because we are on the air in Atlanta. Hello, Ryan O'Radio at WQEE. I'm hearing from some of their listeners that say they love the hockey talk. A, they don't get much of it, and B, they remember the Atlanta Thrashers, and before that, the Atlanta Flames. So we'll start with what the Thrashers are now. The Winnipeg Jets, big save. Dave Riddick made 37 saves, and Kyle Connor scored two of the Winnipeg Jets' four second-period goals as Winnipeg defeated the Calgary Flames 5-0 in NHL preseason play Wednesday. Connor and Mark Shifley each had power play goals 44 seconds apart in the middle period. Dominic Toninato also scored. Nikolai Ehlert added a power play goal in the third period and contributed a pair of assists. Sam Gagne also recorded two helpers. So hang on. I got a question coming for you, Moose, and our viewers. On the Calgary side, they iced a squad close to its projected regular season roster, including Jonathan Huberdeau and Nazem Kadri. but they sat goalie Jacob Markstrom. 
The Jets did not play PLD and Blake Wheeler, defenseman Nate Schmidt and Brendan Dillon, nor starting goalie Connor Hellebuck. So are we starting to get a sense that maybe the Jets have something? I didn't watch the game, obviously, but I'll be in Canada within 10 days and I'll get my fill of NHL hockey. But I'm sitting there going, Winnipeg's still got a lot of great players. You know what I mean? I'm starting to get tricked into thinking maybe there'll be a playoff team. Or am I completely off my rock? No, you're not. You're not crazy, Rod. I mean, we knew that there was a lot of good pieces on this Winnipeg Jets team. But, you know, all along we were worried about, is it the culture in the locker room? Is it Mark Shifley? Does he want to be there? You know, where's the leadership? And, you know, Paul Maurice told us that the buttons he was pressing weren't having the same effect as they did when the Jets were making their runs in the playoffs. So now you get a new coach comes in and perhaps pressing a few different buttons, just moves things around a little bit, changes up the leadership and takes a really good group, puts them, arranges them in the right order. And this could be a really good hockey team. Now it's not read into one preseason game, but the Jets definitely have that potential. Oh, I I want Winnipeg as a city and a fan base to be excited about their team. And and let's remember what did Ron Dugay say yesterday? Just changing one guy. The coach can make all the difference in the world. For the Rangers, it was getting rid of David Quinn. They couldn't make the playoffs with him. They bring in Gerard Gallant, and they make it all the way to the conference final. So maybe Rick Bonus will have the magic touch in Winnipeg. I just, again, I'm reading the summary. I'm seeing who's in, who's out. And, again, I want them to be optimistic here. At least now it's October, for God's sakes. Talk to me in March. Uh, Interesting note, by the way, I will be at Sunrise, uh, in Sunrise, Florida tonight for the FLA Live Arena production of the Florida Panthers and Tampa Bay Lightning. And it's interesting to note, not one returning Panther from last year's team has ever played for Paul Maurice before. They had a couple of guys they signed to tryout agreements, including Eric Stahl, who had. But nobody on last year's Panthers that have come back this year has ever played for Paul Maurice before. And what that tells me is there will be an adjustment period for the Florida Panthers. We'll see what happens tonight when the Tampa Bay Lightning come to town and how many fights there are because this is the second best rivalry in the NHL. First, a word from our sponsor, Edo Japan, our NHL coverage for Edo Japan with freshly made food and high-quality ingredients. Edo Japan is food. You can feel good about. Uh, point two, after starting the preseason 0-3-2, the Vancouver Canucks finally posted a win, downing the Edmonton Oilers 5-4. Elias Pettersson scored twice for the Canucks, while Connor Garland added a goal and an assist. Niels Hoglander and Tanner Pearson also found the back of the net. And Oliver Ekman Larson, Bo Horvat, and Quinn Hughes each contributed a pair of helpers. For the Oilers, Connor McDavid scored, notched an assist. Zach Hyman and James Hamlin added shorties. Ryan Nugent Hopkins also scored for the visitors. And Marcus Niemelainen recorded a pair of assists. Canucks netminder Stuart Martin stopped 18 of 22 shots. And Stuart Skinner made 26 saves for the oil. Elsewhere, Boston beat the Rangers 5-4. Washington doubled Detroit at 4-2. And it was Colorado over Dallas 2-1. But there was breaking news after the game for the Stars. Jason Robertson has signed a... $31 million four-year contract with Dallas. The Stars announced the deal after the game last night, only a week before the regular season opener against Nashville. Jason Robertson turned 23, or will soon, and uh, when the left winger had 41 goals and 38 assists for 79 points in 74 games last year. Here's the one that caught me. 
Robertson joined Hockey Hall of Famer Mike Medano. Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan as the only 40-goal scorers since the franchise moved to Dallas in 1993 from Minnesota. I'd have thought, with all the winning that the Dallas Stars did in the 90s, there'd been more guys have 40-goal seasons than Mike Medano, and then in the 2000s, Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan. But do you have any thoughts on that deal? They had a lot of good players. Brett Hall was on that team. Joe Neuendijk was part of that group. None of these guys got 40 goals for the Stars. Yeah, Jamie Langenbrunner. They had mm-hmm. they had some some weapons, but it just shows me that they really distributed the scoring evenly throughout that lineup when they were really good. Such great teams. Um, yeah. Well, we're getting around to the football. Everybody, hold on to your bingo cards. I will say this: Ryan in Toronto says, "Great poll question today." The poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is where will Odell Beckham Jr. sign? And we can't whip with the Buffalo Bills, the Green Bay Packers, New York Giants, or other. It wasn't me who came up with the question. So I will distribute the credit on that one. Wasn't it you, Moose? Yeah, but thank you. It was me. I okay, saw this well, yesterday. Like passing it along. He was on tour, right? And and Von Miller was trying to get him to sign in Buffalo. He just visited his former team in the Jets where he had a bunch of success. I know they got a new exciting coach and some good things going on there. And um, so it'll be interesting to see where where, uh, Odell goes. I would love to see a reunion in New York with the Jets, personally. I'm going to vote for the Buffalo Bills, and here's why. I think by the time OBJ makes his decision, which I don't think is going to be soon, He's going to pick the best team. And it's quite interesting what's going on in the NFL. Again, way different than the CFL or really any other league. He wasn't getting along with the Cleveland establishment, okay, OBJ. So he just walks. He signs with the Rams as a Super Bowl, and they go and win a – or sorry, signs with the Rams, they go and win a Super Bowl. Now he's a free agent. The Rams can't afford him. It's like Jalen Ramsey wanted out of Jacksonville. So they engineered a trade. He wasn't cut per se, but he goes to the Rams and they win a Super Bowl. And it's just, it's interesting how in the NFL, players are disgruntled. They get their release. Do we see that, Darren, really in any other league? Because I don't feel like we do. No, the only other time it feels like players get their way and kind of go where they want to go and have more of that power is in the NBA, you know, when they create the super teams. But I don't know how much they're getting out of contracts to go and do that. Um, just because I'm not the biggest NBA guy, but it's not happening in baseball. It's not happening in hockey. That's for sure. But it's happening now in the NFL a little bit. Yeah, a lot. And if it's gonna, if it works for you, good. Good for you. It's how things have changed. And I'm not even saying that's necessarily a bad thing. If it's not a fit, it's not a fit. So you should be able to work or play for a place that is a fit. Um, I knew that the Jets fans would love the talk. Today, Corey May watching on YouTube says, Pomo, i.e. Paul, Ma- uh, Paul Maurice, lets the players run the room. Is he going to let Matthew Kachuk run the room? Who knows? Um, the Florida Panthers are not the Winnipeg Jets South. So maybe Paul's learned a few things in Winnipeg. Who knows? Thousand game guy behind the bench. Let's just see how it all works out. Again, not a fit. Pomo wanted out and walked into the reigning President's Trophy winning dressing room. How about that? Everybody wins. 
How about that? Uh, by the way, Tuesday, Tuesday will be our NHL preview special. We will have Randy Moeller, Florida Panthers television analyst, joining us live at the Beach House in Pompano. That's where we had Mike Kelly earlier this week. And uh, the Panthers, I guess, from what I see, have promised at least one player joining us live in hour two. How about that for a team? Uh, Panthers very much making a run at being my favorite team. Uh, Raj ran for Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Find everything you need to know about our services, financing, product information, and more at broncoplumbing.com. So far, nothing to rant about today. I'm exceptionally happy. But as you see, I've, very, I've really not even dabbled in the comments yet. That's where I tend to get ticked off when I have to deal with people. Uh, point three, the Toronto Blue Jays closed out their regular season, winning five of their last six games after going one and one in a doubleheader Wednesday against the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, Toronto dropped the first contest 5-4, rallied to win the second 5-1. And now it's playoff time. The momentum will be helpful for a Blue Jays team set to face the Seattle Mariners in the wildcard round of the playoffs at Rogers Center on Friday. So Friday's a very special day. I've written down the games. It is a quartet of games. It's always a special day, right? You can watch baseball all day. So I'm going to ask you, Darren, and I will go with mine too, who you think will win these wildcard series. I'll just name them off one by one. Tampa Bay versus Cleveland. Who do you think wins? Tampa. That's two of us. I agree. Philadelphia Phillies versus the St. Louis Cardinals. Who wins? I'll take the Phillies. I'll take the Cardinals. The Seattle Mariners versus the Toronto Blue Jays. Who wins? Jays. Yes. I was going to say, man, you waited far too long (laughs) to make that answer. And the pod squad, the San Diego Padres, minus Fernando Tetis, open at the New York Mets game one Friday night. Who you got in that one? Yeah, I got the Mets. I I think the Mets are going to rebound here in the playoffs. Just to be a fly in the ointment, I'll take the pod squad. I like it. Aside from the J series, this would probably be the one that I'm following the most. Um, Point four, uh, by the way, we have CFL deal or no deal coming up, which is always fun. That'll be in the next segment. We'll spend a lot of time for our CFL fans next segment where we have more time. The owner of a sports memorabilia auction house says he's offered $2 million to the fan who caught Aaron Judge's American League record 60-second home run uh, ball. J.P. Cohen, president of Memory Lane in Tustin, California, told the Associated Press that he has texted and emailed Corey Yeomans, who caught Judge's milestone shot Tuesday night at Globe Life Field in Arlington. Cohen says Yeomans has not yet replied. The guy's still thinking about it, and from what we hear, he doesn't need the money. So that's interesting. Point five, and we covered enough on the ball yesterday. I said I would talk with Aaron Judge about it. You said you'd give it away. I called you a liar. Your mom got mad. <laughs> let's, let's look forward, not back. Um, point five, a protester who ran onto the field during the San Francisco 49ers home game against the Rams on Monday Night Football has filed a police report after being subdued by Rams linebacker Bobby Wagner. He wasn't subdued. Uh, subdued. He was, as we say in the football <laughs> business, depleted. A lieutenant of the Santana Clara Police Department confirmed that the department has an active investigation of the incident but could provide few other details. Wagner flattened the protester who ran on the field waving a device 
emitting pink smoke. Apparently, it was not a gender reveal. He was protesting eating meat. Again, heard that on the radio this morning with Joe Rose. So I now have a bromance with Joe Rose, the former Dolphins tight end who now does radio here in Miami. Um, he's protesting meat. What do we How have to say? Well, first, you know, what kind of a protest is it if nobody knows what you're protesting? Can you imagine that guy <laughs> locked up in the jail cell or underneath the stadium? And it's like, it wasn't a gender reveal. I'm trying to like it's his message totally got lost. At least the guy that came on and started squawking at the at the golf tournament behind the podium. At least he had a sign, I think. At least you knew what he was doing. I don't know if he did or not, but, you know, you know, once you run on the field. All your everything's out the window. You're taking your life into your own hands. What happens once you get on the field? I mean, those players call it self-defense and they're out. They're off the hook. I mean, you, you run the risk of getting decladed, getting your lights knocked out. And yeah, you can press charges. Sure. But I don't think it will go anywhere or should go anywhere. Uh, they say uh, in a civic suit, civil suit, uh, this might have some legs, but not criminally. But it's like, this is their workplace. Have some respect. We can kick this around next. On the way, I didn't mention Dave Babich, former Hartford Whaler, Vancouver Canuck, Winnipeg Jets, talk NHL, Earl Cochran, the Secretary General of Canada Soccer. Uh, but when we return, ball for all, CFL, NFL, right after this. It's the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, uh, YouTube Live, and on the radio on your home of Southern Sports and Talk, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Landmark Cinema's extra members get your movie tickets for just half the points from September 16th to 29th. It's an offer you can't refuse. Any movie, anytime. Redeem just half the points every time. Any way you add it up. Or is that divided? It's movie time. Not a Landmark Extras member? Join for free now at LandmarkCinemas.com and movie more for less. Landmark Cinemas, where movie lovers get their extras. All right, another crappy day in South Florida, as you can see. By the way, a word from our sponsors. Landmark Cinemas in theaters October 7th. That's Friday. Lyle, Lyle, Crocodile. Based on the best-selling book series by Bernard Wabber, Lyle, Lyle, Crocodile is a live-action CGI musical comedy that brings this beloved character to a new global audience. Looking for something to do with the kids this weekend or the people that act like kids? Go to Lyle, Lyle, Crocodile in theaters October 7th. That is Friday. And, uh, Moose, before we jump into the CFL deal or no deal talk, maybe a little talk about Thursday night football. Colts and Broncos, a real horse race tonight in Denver. Wayne watching in British Columbia, B.C. says, it's going to be a good show today. I can tell by how happy and excited Rod is. Thank you. I felt it. I felt it, too. Ripping down Federal today in the Jeep going, I just feel great. Life is great. I love it. But they all want to talk about, Darren, <laughs> the protester. So I don't think we're quite done with that. Um, Jenna in Southern California says, was he for eating meat or was he against 
plant-based meat. Don't eat fake burgers, says Jenna. He was clearly, from what I understand, against chicken and pork. That's the word that I got this morning on WQAM. Now, I didn't say anything about beef. Um, from Pink's, he says, clearly it says on your ticket to not enter the field of play or ice service at any time. From Chris in Vancouver watching, he says, at Nate Bailey Stadium in Vancouver, it's a $2,500 fine and charges laid for running onto the field. This is why people love this show and why it's growing so much. Any idiots can sit and talk sports like they know something. We have fun. This is what they want to talk about. So I have a, I have yeah. a couple things. Hopefully my mind doesn't go blank. Incidents brushes with protesters. Do you? Yesterday, I talked about my brushes with people running onto the field or going on the field in an electric wheelchair at Empire Field in Vancouver. Have you had any brushes with protesters? Because I've had a few. Yeah, we actually had one recently at the Canada Games in Niagara. You know, we were pulling up on the bus with the athletes for the opening ceremonies. And there was a whole bunch of people and they were wearing red, I think. And they were lined up along the side as the buses were all pulling up with signs and they had flags. And they were anti-vax protesters. Okay. Freedom fighters, anti-vax protesters, that type of thing. But a couple people on our bus got really excited. They thought they were the welcome wagon. They thought they were there in red for Canada, waving us on at the Canada Games. So they got really excited until they realized that they were protesters, and we all had a big laugh about it. Oh! Well, I don't really like uh, protesters. I'm sorry. And so with these guys saying, well, it's illegal to go onto the field. Isn't it trespassing? Wasn't he breaking the law? The protesters will say, we have the right to protest. So there's that. I don't even really understand what that is. but. For those that are watching in the Queen City or know of Victoria Park downtown, I was walking right at the corner of Victoria Avenue and Scar Street. You'll know what that means. Southeast corner of Victoria Park. <laughs> you never lose these land uh, things. And there were people protesting saving the whales. And I was across the street, the cross section from them. And I yelled. I said, a lot of whales around here. Five of them turn and come running after me started yelling at me and throwing oh, stuff at me no. and then and i was just having fun i don't but honestly there's not a whale for three thousand miles but i was going to the pbr bull riding in moose jaw at mosaic place and there was a bunch of protesters out front and this guy you know what i'm talking about there's a lot of rodeo protesters and this guy walked right up to me <laughs> had a flyer and uh I thought I actually knew him, to be honest with you. I thought he was a guy that worked for the Rough Riders, but he was there in other clubs. I don't think it was him, but it looked like him. I just said, get out of my face. And the guy just (laughs) froze. And then he turned and walked away. Like, you're not getting anywhere with me. Clearly, I'm coming to watch the bull riding, and you're not going to dissuade me from coming to watch the bull riding as a guy that was raised in this industry. Go pound sand. Whatever the hell that means. So that is my brush with protesters. I just don't really like them. Is there, don't, don't you have a job? Isn't there something you have better to do than stand on a street corner and bitch? Anyway, moving on. There's my rant on protesters, Moose. Uh, 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 Randy in Winnipeg says, Rod, good stories. Thank you. I, literally, I used to say I have a million. I think I have two million. Not joking. Um, here we go. 
Okay, let's then spend some time on week 18 of the Canadian Football League, Moose. Uh, there are four games. Friday night, Saskatchewan and Hamilton. The game voted Canada's game of the week. Narrowly over another game that I'm going to get to, but the Hamilton Tiger Cats are favored by 2.5 points at home in what really is boiling down to a must-win game. I've said I am a de facto unpaid Saskatchewan Rough Riders historian. I don't remember a regular season game with as much riding on it in recent rider history as this one. Ticats favored by 2.5. Deal or no deal? I have to stay true to myself. I didn't put this out publicly, so I'm not held to anything. But I'm going to take the deal. And in my mind yesterday when we were talking about this, I said to myself, look it. If Hamilton's favored by more than a field goal, I'll take the riders. If it's less than a field goal, I'll take Hamilton. So at two and a half, I'll take Hamilton because it's at home. But the line is razor thin. Okay. You're taking the deal. Um, I'll take it as well. Uh, By the way, from our viewers, Chris in Vancouver says we need a Rob story every show. Don't you get one? I think you do. (laughs) A Ricky just started running up the fence here. You saw my my head shoot. (laughs) A uh, baby iguana. Steven says, story time is the best. Steven in North Dakota. We talked about the Jets right off the start. We talked, it was the number one point. You got to be here on time. And their 5 nothing went over the flames last night. Can't go back because of the other kids in the class that were here first. And they showed up on time. We can't punish them. You understand, right, Darren? Yeah, I understand. Yeah, we can't go back. Sorry, you got to be here on time. I was here on time. You were here. I was here. We could all make it on time within the speed limit. Why couldn't you? Jeff, the Stams fan, says riders have have to win a loss and they're finished. Oh, believe me, Jeff, the Stams fan. I have examined this six ways from Sunday. I really have. And no, that's not true. But it's a little bit of the CFL. In that you don't really know what to believe. I, I'm watching the Edmonton-Montreal game on sat- last Saturday. And the announcers are saying if Edmonton loses the game, they're out. They're eliminated. So I just went with that, right? Because I heard it on television. It must be true. TSN said it's got to be true. And then John and Edmonton writes in and goes, no, no, no. Dave Campbell, the color guy for the Elks, said this is need. No, they're not eliminated. So I don't know. What I know is Sask needs to win because if they don't, they'll, they won't be in the driver's seat anymore, but they'll still be. Hamilton's still got to win out there. Yeah. The, the Ticats have to pretty much win every game, and I'm not sure they've demonstrated the ability to do that. They only have four wins all year, but you're thinking they will win. I'm by 2.5 or more, as am I. How... Oh, I feel like a real sports talk show here with the analysis. How do you think the pressure is affecting the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? They have not exactly risen to the occasion this year in pressure-filled moments. I guess you've answered that by saying the Ticats will cover, but like, well, will they respond? Yeah, but this might be a good situation for the Riders to get, you know, it's in Hamilton, right? So they're at home. Yep. 
you're going to get on the road, a chance to maybe come together as a team. You got that flight, you got the hotel, you've got the pregame meals, you've got all that stuff. No distractions here. You kind of leave the place where the pressure is probably the worst, which is here in Regina. So this might be a good thing for Saskatchewan. Get out there. No distractions. If I'm Craig Dickinson, take him on a little retreat, have a little meditation session in the grass somewhere. But, you know, when you get to Hamilton and come together as a group, it might be a good thing for them. Uh, and I don't think the road home thing matters a whole lot. I don't. I think in the pressure of the situation, um, Hamilton, I feel, is coming on. Riders have lost eight of their last 10. That's just a sense that I get. Uh, the second highest rate voted for game Canada's game of the week is BC at Toronto. And I was looking at that game. The Argos are favored by a point and a half. Deal or no deal, by the way. Um, I'll take that deal. I think I will too. The, I th- the only reason why this matters as much and probably garnered as many votes is because Toronto and BC have both clinched already. So this doesn't have as much riding on it as the Sask Hamilton game. It's big for those teams and for their fans, but it's not as big a game as the other one. But Toronto is no. battling for first in the East. They're two points up on Montreal. BC wants home field in the West. They've got 10 wins already. I get that it's big. It's not as big as Friday Night Football. Um, Edmonton at Winnipeg Saturday. This is where it gets interesting. The Bombers are favored by 13 at IG Field over Edmonton. Dealer, I'm not taking it. I'll tell you right now, I'm not taking it. You? Bombers by 13. Dealer, no deal. No, no. Edmonton's got too much pride to let it get away that much. I think it's just the spread's too big. It's exactly why I'm picking them to beat the spread. In Ottawa at Montreal, Monday, Turkey Day, Alouette's favored by 6.5 in the first game with Bobby Ladice on the bench for Ottawa. Deal or no deal? Al's by 6.5. I'll take the deal. You mentioned how hot the Al's have been for the last number of weeks. Um, still, I, I'll take Montreal. Okay. Um, I won't. I will take Ottawa to beat the spread. Maybe win the game. Our Deal or No Deals brought to you by Bet Regal, our exclusive and official betting partner. Sign up for your account this weekend at betregal.net and play along with us. Moose, I'll see you in hour two. Later. A sports update before we bring in Dave Babich. News out of Ottawa today. The Red Blacks have added a pair of experienced coaches to the staff. Joining the team are offensive consultant Doug Malone, good friend of mine, and special teams assistant Corey McDermott, another friend of mine. Malone returns to the CFL, where he previously spent time as the O-line coach with the Ticats and Riders. He also coached at, I believe it was Tennessee Tech O-line. McDermott, a veteran coach with nearly two decades of CFL experience, comes to Ottawa after a stint with the Panthers Rocklaw of the European League of Football. Canada's men's soccer team has moved up two places to number 41 in the final FIFA rankings before next month's World Cup. The top five is unchanged with Brazil ranked first ahead of number two, Belgium. The Secretary General of Canada Soccer coming up in hour two, Earl Cochran. The Toronto Blue Jays have an off day before playoff baseball returns to Rogers Centre. Friday, the Jays host all three games of their American League wildcard series with the Seattle Mariners. First pitch, 407 Eastern in the Montreal Canadiens and Ottawa Senators meet tonight in NHL preseason play in Gander, Newfoundland. The Habs are winless in six. Ottawa is three and three. This sports update for Edo Japan with freshly made food and high quality ingredients. Edo Japan is food you can feel good about. 
We're going to talk some NHL with Dave Babich next. It's the RP Show. We're live on Game Plus television across all of Alberta and BC on Telesoptic Cable, Manitoba on Bell MTS. We're also on uh, YouTube Live and on the radio, WQEE, your home of Southern Sports and Talk, 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Text your NHL questions in now, 902-518-3033. It's a game day here in South Florida tonight. The Panthers are home to the Tampa Bay Lightning, the BOF, Battle of Florida. I'll be there. All proceeds from the game going to the Hurricane Ian relief effort. Well, how about those Winnipeg Jets? 5 nothing winners over the Calgary Flames last night at NHL play. Joining us to preview the NHL season, talk a little bit about the exhibition season is Dave Babich. Joins us on the line. He of his, what do I got here? 1,195 NHL games. Uh, he has uh, returned to the program. How you doing, Dave? Good. How are you, Rod? 100%. Uh, hockey game tonight that I'll be at, so it doesn't get much better than that. Hey, I got to ask you, what's your excitement level, scale 1 to 10, for the NHL season set to begin in a week? Uh, well, it, it's building up. I, uh, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. It's probably hovering around 5 right now. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's a buildup. I know the preseason games, hey, everyone's just getting their feet wet and uh, the vets are getting prepared. The rookies are trying to, trying to make it. So, um, yeah, like I said, they're all just trying, trying to find their place and, and prepare. And, uh, and I think as me as a fan, I'm, I'm doing the same. Doing the same. Look, I get it. Ron Duguay was on here yesterday, and we talked about the preseason games. He said in his day, which was pretty much your day, he goes, we were literally fighting for spots in the preseason games and now it's no hitters and uh, a Sunday skate. Is that, would you go along with that? Or how do you feel about the state of today's NHL preseason compared to back in the day? Well, you know what? My first couple of years, we had 10 preseason games and you were lucky to get one off. And uh, yeah, so it was quite a grind. You know, it's almost, a, it's almost like a whole first quarter of a season uh, for these guys. Yep. Now, now it's like, you know, you're, you're breaking in skates and, and doing that kind of stuff and, you know, doing a little yoga. And I'm, I'm, and I'm not trying to slight what these guys do, but it is just a bit different. I think even they would, would agree with that. But there's a lot of line, uh, you know, combo experimentation and stuff. But for those, you know, the viewers know you played for the Jets, Whalers, Canucks, mostly ended up with the Flyers uh, and Kings. But let me just start. You're in Vancouver, right, Dave? Yeah, that's right. So yeah. the Canucks finally won last night, and I don't know who your circle of friends are, but I'm hearing this all the way down here in Florida. The Vancouver fans were upset the Canucks hadn't won a game in the preseason. And I'm like, when did that ever matter? But it kind of shows me the pressure on that team going into the regular season, which there always is, but <clears throat> fans are upset. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think they are. I mean, everyone wants to see their team win. Even uh, – Boudreaux was saying, yeah, one of the reporters asked him, it was a nice to win the first one. He goes, of course it is. It's always better to win. Things are a lot <laughs> more fun that way. But, uh, but you know, like, like what, what he said too, the guys are trying and, and the, like you said, you know, they're trying different combos. They're trying guys in different positions uh, that, that they might not be used to, you know, different goaltending. I know they have Demko here as the number one, 
um, you know, who's going to be the backup. I think, you know, it might be set, but still there's some uh, jockeying going around. And, um, but yeah, you know what? I, I think everyone wants their team to win every time and blow teams out, but you know, this is, uh, this is prep season. So yeah, not, <laughs> right, I get it. But hopefully, yeah. Hopefully Gabby, they have a good Gabby. about it. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Dave. Gabby's a competitor. That's why he's coached over a thousand games. He wants to win. If he didn't want to win, he would, he's in the wrong job. But of those, like you spent specific, um, significant time in Winnipeg, Hartford, and Vancouver. Which of those teams do you follow the most? Because the last time you were on, we talked a lot of Jets. But is there one team you follow as an alum more than the others? Well, Hartford, I don't follow anymore. But no, I'm just, uh... No, Carolina. Yeah, you know what? I follow them all. To be honest with you, like I, um, you know, I I know people <laughs> mostly uh, in management and on in each spot, and and uh, some of my kids played with with some of the guys that might be be playing now. Uh, you know, so it's it's kind of a you know, there's an interest there. It's like anything else. If you if you know someone that's either playing or involved in it, you're you're more interested. Uh, um, but you know, in Vancouver here, I, we've we've lived here well since I got traded, so probably 31, 32 years now, and I certainly want them to do well. I mean, we were we were close a few times winning the Stanley Cup, and you know the the city got a taste of that kind of success, but we're just you know you know just a yard short or, or whatever it might be, and and you know I think uh, I think the province and the city deserves something better than what it uh you know the ebbs and flows of what goes on you know in the league um you know winnipeg's always been been dear to me i, I know i was just out there for when they unveiled uh, dale howard chuck's statue last weekend um so well, you know they still yeah. invite me some of that stuff and and it's you know like i said it, i mean that was my first team so you know that's uh that's always got a soft spot in your heart and and even you know Carolina, which is Hartford. I we we still go out to Hartford uh, because the the booster club and and the baseball team out there have a Whaler weekend. So there's you know they bring in some of the alumni for that. And my wife's from there too. So so you know these these, uh, these franchises and teams. Uh, you know I I do cheer and and you know what I'm mainly I I cheer for teams that actually try to win games that that are exciting. They try to score. Um, I, I have a tough time with, uh, with teams that, that just try to hang in there and, and, and hope for hell that they get a lucky goal. Well, I'll tell you, man, that's a great answer. And by the way, there's a guy who watches this show every day, Nick Saragella. He's a goalie. He signed with Hartford. He, you would have gone to a camp with him in the late eighties. I'm not asking you to remember him, but he's a Carolina fan now. Cause he went to a camp yeah. with Hartford in the late eighties. You know what I mean? Like you. Just what you're saying, if you have some connection to the team, you're going to follow them a little more closely than others. But about your time in Winnipeg, last time you were on, I asked if they still roll out the red carpet for you there. And you said, well, the carpet's a little tattered. <laughs> but yes. Um, what, what's the, what, yeah, what's the um, optimism level for the Jets under Rick Bonus out there this year? Well, I think they're pretty positive. You know, what, what are they? I don't think they've lost in preseason maybe they have i you know i'm not not sure but you know they blew out uh, calgary yesterday um but i think it's pretty positive bones is a real positive guy they you know they got scotty O'Neill there uh they got a good bunch the ownership group is terrific um very community oriented and 
you know, they just get it. I think they have to because it is it is a small community, and you know, Manitoba is a you know as big as it is, it, it's a small community also. So they they really do a good job there. And I think um, you know, Bones is such a, a personable guy, and Scotty, you know, Scotty, you know, he he started there. Well, I think my second year. Um, so he's uh, he's happy to be home. I know his wife has a you know a, a medical practice there, and uh, I think they're everyone's just happy to be there. You know, which uh, which helps a lot. You know, players. You, you know, you'd be surprised. You think? I mean, obviously, there's there's places where players might prefer to live, but once you get the, the taste of Winnipeg and how good the people are and how passionate they are, you know, guys don't want to leave. You know, they might. They might just have to buy a you know a warmer coat. I know you know like I said when I was there, I had yeah. to buy a fur coat. So damn cold. But uh, I know where you are right now. That that fur coat probably wouldn't uh, really help you, would it? You die. You die. But you know the interesting thing is, um, and I can't wait. I'm going to be in Canada in a week and a half. I'll be doing the show in Calgary. But uh, Tim Hunter comes on regularly, and every time I ask him about '89 with the Flames, he always seconds it up with 94 with the Canucks. Uh, oh my God, we're going so we're going over time here, but just he <laughs> felt that 94 team was so special and you were teammates together with on the 94 Canucks. How often does that team come up? Because every time I talk to Tim Hunter, it comes up, the 94 Canucks. Does it come up every day? Well, most days, most days, yeah. There's still uh, great memories from people around here. You can't, you know, even myself, I my hair has turned a different color and all that kind of stuff, but people recognize you everywhere it drives my family crazy when people people stop and want to talk about it but but you know what we're more than happy to because you know like uh, like hunt said it's it was a special time in our in our days in our in our career and uh, we'll never forget it and then we're just happy to talk to someone about it because our families don't want to hear about it anymore you ever get confused for harold snaps speaking of canucks oh, well you know what and 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 you know <laughs> Harold, uh, you know, good, good man, and, and some somebody always does that, and even Paul McLean. But uh, you know, I say, "Am I that ugly?" That's what I say to people, and, and it kind of see, kind of cuts them up a little bit. <laughs> well, if you get confused for Tim Hunter, you got a real problem, Dave. Yeah, thank you, thank you for this. Let's do it again, man. I appreciate the time and enjoy the hockey. Yeah, anytime. Thanks, Rod. All right, Dave Babbitt joining us from Vancouver. Always fun talking uh, hockey, NHL with him. Viewer takeover on the way after this. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and on the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It, it's viewer takeover. I feel like a lot of these comments are going to carry over into our two, and I'm sure you're cool with that. Allie's watching in Texarkana, Texas. She says, such a funny guy. Good interview, Rod. Well, thank Dave Babbage for that. He made it. And people love Dave Babbage. Um, Dale Barazook in Winnipeg says, Dave, you, if he was still on, you wanted me to read this. Circuit 1983, you threw me my first game puck, lower level outside the dressing room. My dad called you the best D-man in the league. You don't last 1,195 games without being good, real good. Dare I say great. 
Randy from Winnipeg says, great guest RP show. Big Babbage fan. Very good team. Wrong division. Edmonton, Calgary were hard to get by. And here comes the bots. <laughs> hard to get by and were the teams that won the cup. Terry in Calgary says, so many ex-jocks speak highly of Winnipeg, my old hometown. Love it. It's a great town, and it's interesting. Once I left the Rough Riders, Darren will attest to this, and Clark probably too if he's listening. When we launched this show, Winnipeg was the first market to get on board with this show. First, they're just good sports fans. They knew that I was all about. Calgary, it took a while. It took a while. But we finally got Calgary on board and melted the ice there. Uh... Oh. Don, our Navy friend, Clark, has texted us on the 902 line. And this won't mean a lot for our radio listeners nor the podcast listeners, but for our TV viewers, they will. Would you mind going into the text line and throwing the photo up on screen? Uh, Don, (laughs) he sent this photo and he says, uh, Don, our Navy friend, says, I'm wearing my Babbage jersey on the Rideau Canal in Ottawa. I thought he meant today. And then I go and I open it up. I'm like, oh, it's from a winter or two ago, but that's okay. Did they really love them some Dave Babbage? Are you able to do that, Clark, or no? You're probably doing it right now. and don't have a hand free to answer me. Okay, next hour. Yeah, next hour, Clark says uh, we'll do it. So Sean Kay is watching in Vancouver and regarding... What do we all feel is Canada's game of the week in the CFL? It's tonight, or tomorrow night. He says, uh, um, Friday night football, Hamilton Tiger Cats, home to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Nine, no, sorry, 7 p.m. Eastern. I could actually watch that one. He says, a high of only plus 10. Last minute of play in hour one. Last minute. Sean says, a high of only plus 10. That's Celsius. For Hamilton Friday. Not sure the weather favors either team. We can get into this with Moose next hour, but I can tell you my 20 years of the CFL, that is probably the ideal temperature for the players. Not too hot, not too cold. No condition. I mean, if it's clear, perfect. They hate rain. They hate wind. They sure the heck. Hate snow and ice. Plus 10 for a football player. Fall football is absolutely perfect. And my guess is Tim Hortons Field and Hamilton will be sold out for the game. So we'll preview the matches. Show you photos. Talk NHL, NFL, baseball. Get our predictions for the wild card weekend all coming up after this break on Game Plus and WQEE. See you in hour two, everybody. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. 